Welcome to the Gin Ignite podcast. Whether you want to party or stay in, gin will ignite. This is the weekly show coming to you on a Friday, ready for the weekend, where we go through all things gin. If you want to find more out more information, catch me on Instagram at Gin Ignite or alternatively go to the website www.ginignite.com. Welcome to the show and let's get on with it. Hello and welcome to episode 37. Today we're going through the wonderful world of the daiquiri. Its very name conjures up sophistication. And I think it's a great introductory drink into the world of cocktails. Not everybody like me is born to drink martinis straight away. You have to kind of build up to that. And I think the daiquiri is a really great chance to do that. But more on that a little bit later on. By far the biggest amount of news this week is still the news that Paul from Stockport Gin left his job last week of 17 years. I am so over the moon for him. I'm also suitably impressed that his first kind of week he's managed to release their new website. Now, I'm sure it's been a number of months in the making, but it really does improve on the 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 one that was there before it, the navigation is really really amazing and i think everything just seems to hang together uh, if you want to have a look at it it's www.stockport-gin-com and i would thoroughly recommend it sip and share have grown their members past 200 so proud of you kate you absolutely deserve it you go live most days, you really give back a lot to the members, so I'm not surprised that you've got to that level. Talking about going live, I am going live again, not this Friday coming, but the Friday afterwards, the 19th of February at 8 o'clock, so if you fancy it, book your diaries out, work out what gin you're going to have, you know, is it going to be a sipping gin or... You know, you're going to have a gin and tonic or maybe a cocktail to celebrate. If you want to have some ideas from cocktails, we are doing two cocktails as well. And I'm joined by Tristan from Massingbird Monday. We essentially did a Instagram live a few weeks ago now. And we talked all about Burrell's gin and we did a couple of cocktails of Burrell's gin and whiskey, which is really, really interesting. This time we're sort of turning the tables and we're doing a live all about Mary Jeanne Gin. And for anybody that knows me talking about uh, Massingbird Monday, Mary Jeanne is definitely my favourite of the two. I, I know Tristan's favourite is Burrells, so I'm sure Burrells will get a, a little bit of a turn and a little bit of spotlight as well. But uh, really looking forward to that. And he is my Instagram shout out for this week because I, I really wanted to sort of change a little bit the shout out. So normally I just try and look at people that are on Instagram, but I really don't get a chance to really give back to a lot of the distillers and a lot of the distillers have really helped me. So you'll notice over the next few weeks, my Instagram shout outs are going to be distilleries and people that run distilleries. And I'm not going to apologise for it because I think it is really worth it and I want to keep them in your head so you think oh I haven't had gin from Massingbird Monday or Stockport gin or, or the Edge gin and you go out and buy it. My weekly recommendation this week is 
Dulwich Gin. I have always been a big fan of dill. Even when I had to chop a lot when I used to prepare it for the Gravelax and we used to have sides of salmon, sides and sides and sides of salmon that I used to have to prepare when I worked in the City Hilton in Munich. And I've always loved dill. I've always loved the smell of it. And I always thought, well, it'd be interesting in, in gin, but I'm not sure whether, I'm not, you know, I, I really didn't know whether I was going to like more of a sort of savoury gin. But actually it is savoury, but it's kind of not savoury. It's really, it's, it's very, 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 very interesting flavour. The nose of the gin does have a very vague smell of dill, but it is very vague. You know, it's not sort of in your face like it is normally when you when you chop dill. It's you know, there's a real sort of pungent smell that you get. And I know my wife doesn't particularly like it, but I really love the smell of it. The flavour profile is is dry initially, and then you get a slight delay. Then you sort of get sort of a bit of an acidic tone, followed by a smoothness kind of full of dill, which almost sort of dances on your tongue, and then finally you get a bit of heat from the alcohol. I quite like it as a sipping gin and I could really see it working. When you have uh, Gravelax in a sort of Swedish household, you tend to have sill with it, which is uh, essentially, uh, you know, a kind of vodka based um, uh, spirit that's that's sort of uh, macerated, essentially. And I think this would be really nice. So you have your Gravelax and you you sup a bit of... um, Dulwich Gin, it sounds great to me. With tonic, as you would expect, my usual Mediterranean tonic, just so I can be consistent, you kind of get a bit more dryness and a much clearer kind of dill taste. I am absolutely desperate to try this as a dirty martini. I really think it the sort of savoury side of it will really add. And I really quite fancy, and this is a bit weird for me to say because I'm a bit of a single malt whiskey drinker, um, and it has to really be from Scotland or, or Wales for me to, you know, to even sort of entertain the idea of, of single malt gin. I'm really keen to try some bourbon because I think it might go really, really well with this. You know, I think it could be such a sort of fun flavour. And but I'll, I'll keep you posted on on the cocktails that I do. As as you know, I tend to try and do two a week, so I'm sure that will be appearing on my feed. It has a very proud place on my gin shelf. And I just wanted to say a big thank you to Brit at the Botanical Trading Company for bringing it to me in last week's box. So, the daiquiri. The moment you say daiquiri, it really does reek sophistication. You know, you imagine sort of 20s or 30s and you manage, manage sort of imagine somebody in a dinner jacket and with you know a lovely glass and just supping on this beautiful daiquiri you know somebody that's very sort of suave and it really you know I remember sort of seeing sort of various films where you sort of think oh that person's got real panache and I think anybody that drinks daiquiri has got to have panache they really have you know Ernest, Ernest, Ernest Hemingway apparently allegedly had fifteen in a night. You know, I struggled to do two to to do two or three cocktails, four if I really push it, and I just go to sleep. So I couldn't possibly take fifteen. I'd be hospitalised. I think 
So where did the daiquiri come from? And you you read various things, and there's there's sort of various theories about where it. But but pretty much everybody says that it was a gentleman, an engineer, in fact, called Jennings Stockton Cox, who essentially found it when he was working amongst the iron mines of daiquiri in Cuba. And it all came about because he ran out of gin. Now, that was very, very careless. And I can tell if you're listening to this podcast, that certainly wouldn't happen to you or me. But, you know, quite fortuitous for us that it did. And lots of people over history have really got into daiquiri. I read uh, very recently that John F. Kennedy sipped daiquiris after beating Nixon in the 1960s. So it's, it's very traditional daiquiri and is traditionally served with rum. But I think it does work really well with a nice, good gin. And this week's I tried it with Romanta and I put, put a post out on that and it was really, really nice. So the basic recipe is fairly easy to remember, really. You do two parts alcohol, one part citrus and half a part sugar. Now, sometimes I use sugar syrup, but I've just recently invested in a plethora. I think it was about six moaning syrups because I've had a couple that I've kind of used and they're flavoured, but obviously it's still the, the sugar syrup. So I don't tend to, I tend to use them, the flavour plus the sugar syrup. And I don't, you know, means I don't have to have two things. I can just get away with one. And I've got some really interesting flavours, strawberry, honey, hibiscus. I'm really, really looking forward to, to, to using those. But effectively, that forms your half part sort of sugar, sugar syrup. And the basic recipe, I think, works for pretty much any spirit, really. But I do think gin works really, really well. And, you know, these days I'm a bit of a, a lime fan. So I, I would tend to favour lime as kind of my citrus. But obviously orange works well. Lemon works well. But you really have to choose a really interesting gin, in my opinion. And I'm very interested to try it with Dulwich, although I'm not really sure what citrus I will put that with. I'm I'm not thinking orange, but I'm probably thinking lime. I think it would work well with lemon because I know sort of lemon and dill kind of work quite well together. But, you know, probably probably lime for me. I absolutely adore it, as I said, with Romanta from the Gower Gin Company. It really, really works well. Interestingly, even though you put, you know, a reasonable amount of citrus and a reasonable amount of, of sugar in there, the Romanta still comes through really, really well. And I'm very interested to try it with Stockport Pink Edition or the Twist of Lime Edition. And, you know, also making it very limey, you know, with sort of Linden Lime as well. And I also sort of taking sort of citrus to a bit of a different level, I'd really love to try it with pear gin. Now, I'm not really sure what I would put the pear gin with. I think probably orange. I think that would work really well. And or maybe sort of really mix it up a little bit and kind of bend the rules slightly. And rather than put it with um, orange, put it with a bit of elderflower because pear gin works really well with elderflower. Well, certainly does at the edge gin certainly works with with uh with elderflower 
Also from the edge, uh, l'orange gin, I think, would work really, really well, obviously with, with oranges. And I'm very interested to try thunderflower. Thunderflower is a really interesting flavour. It's kind of got almost sort of a, like a licorice kind of flavour to it. And I think that would work really well. I think probably lime, but possibly orange as well. That would be quite interesting. And, you know, not forgetting the the legend that is Law Gin from Ibiza. Such a sophisticated gin. You know, it, one minute it, it's kind of working in a, in a sort of dirty martini and the next minute it's quite happily pairing with orange or lime or lemon. So I really think that would work well in a daiquiri. And the thing I like about daiquiris and all things cocktail is you can always make them better by adding additional flavours. So as you know, I particularly like um, the Starlino range, so Starlino Rosso Vermouth, although I think you have to be a bit careful about adding that you know, in, in a daiquiri because I think it might sort of take away things and you could possibly argue that you're going more into martini territory there. But the Rosé Aperitivo, I think, is a really nice addition and I actually added a little bit of that to the Romanta daiquiri that I did this week. I hope you've uh, found my sort of little sort of delving into the daiquiri interesting. I know I have, and I'd be very interested to know what kind of daiquiris you've been doing with gin. My shout out this week, as I said, is to somebody very special. He's the first distiller that I really met, and it's really, you, you can't argue, I don't think, that. You know, you've got people like Rory, the gin lord, saying how good his Burrell's gin is. And his name, as I kind of explained at the beginning, is Tristan from Massingbird Monday. I did my first live with him, and I'm going to do my first YouTube live with him. And he's one of those people that kind of amazes you and pushes you. You'll, you'll see if you watch the live, not, not that I'm, you know, hamming it up a little bit, but I, well, just maybe slightly. You'll see on the live, he really did push me. So, so last time when we did the Burrell's Gin, essentially he kind of really drove it because he wanted to do the, the whiskey side of things. And it was a bit difficult because unfortunately I'd run out of Burrell's. So I was trying to suggest things and, and not being able to taste them. But this time I actually went ahead and got my Massingbird Monday Marigian gin out and I came up with a couple of cocktails and they really do showcase the flavour of Marigian. But he really pushed me into a particular flavour, which I'm not going to reveal until we get on the live, that actually really made a very, very interesting daiquiri. I will reveal that. It is a daiquiri. So, it sort of, he sort of takes me out of my comfort zone a little bit, but in a really kind of good way. Now, he started distilling on the island of Isla, and he moved around various places after that before ending up at Massingbird Monday. And Massingbird Monday, as I said, produced two gins. They produced the Burrell's Gin, which is a very nice London dry gin with a bit of sort of elderflower in there, apples, really lovely flavour. Both his gins can be had as sort of sipping gins. They're both great in cocktails. Uh, I did a really nice Vespa with Burrell's Gin, really nice, the Vespa Martini, uh, which I really, really enjoyed. Marie Jeanne is also lovely, and they're both lovely in, in gin, gin and tonic as well. 
I have been really enjoying sort of looking at his feed. I particularly love the pictures recently of all the snow and his lovely posts about his still called Angelica. He did a post recently where he did a batch of the Marijan gin and he just had to add it in there that Marijan had been named number one gin at the Craft Gin Club, but doesn't really surprise me. There was also a great post with Paul Burrell and uh, holding a bottle of Burrell's gin. There was a really nice picture of Tristan with the slows that he's collected whilst he was on the telly with BBC Country File. Now, I don't know what has happened to those slows. I'm going to have to ask him when we go on the live because if he's making any slow gin, I definitely want to get in there with a bottle. And I finally really love his post where he's standing next to Charles Burrell. I'm really looking forward to doing the live with him next week and I would thoroughly recommend, if you haven't already, looking at Tristan's own profile, looking at the Massingbird Monday profile and also looking at South Ormsby Estate. I would really love to hear from you. If you want to get in touch, please do so at GinIgnite on Instagram or Twitter or gin.gossip at ginignite.com. The thing that I like about the gin community that I've met so far is that nobody judges anyone for what they believe, what they look like or who they choose to be. The world would be a better place if everyone took that view. Grab your drink, toast those you love, enjoy your weekend and whether you decide to stay in because that's what we've got to do and not party, I will be with you in spirit. Seriously though, enjoy your weekend and I look forward to joining you for another episode next Friday. Cheers! Cheers!